This episode of Girls Who Do Stuff is brought to you by Tidewater Sandals. So Tidewater is a flip-flop company that is woman-owned, and they are based out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina, so woot-woot to local companies. They are super personalized as well. So if you go to their website, uh, you will see that when it talks about, like, the FAQs for, you know, uh, shipping and returns and all those things, it actually says on there, your order will be pulled by Bonnie or Melissa. (laughs) I love that. Uh, Anyone who knows me in real life knows that I literally live in flip-flops in the summer. And I am a very, very picky flip-flop buyer. And these flip-flops are amazing. There are so many different patterns and there are so many different options. You can have men's or women's and you can be, if you're a matchy-matchy family, y'all, you can have matching men's and women's flip-flops, I'm just saying. So head on over to TidewaterSandals.com and enter the promo code GIRLSWHODOSTUFF for some cool savings off some hot summer sandals. Thank you for listening to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit girlswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that. Welcome to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras. And this is a show where it's just a shit show. Let's just be real. <laughs> It's a shit show of realness. I do my best to rein y'all in. I uh, do. Really? I try hard. Really? I, Joe? Our listeners know. Joe? I think that, that's your role. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Back me up. <laughs> About eight minutes of nonsense goes by. Anyways, remember anyway, how we're doing a right, podcast? We have a yes, show. Yes. <laughs> it's that time. Because when you have me as your co-host, we derail quickly. But today on the show, we have Brandon Woolley, and Brandon is the owner of Fire Within Nutrition and Fitness, and he has a podcast called Fire Within. And <laughs> that's what happens at the end of his intro music. There's like a bird noise. A so this was totally like, all right, anyway. So is that really what a phoenix sounds like? Nobody knows what a phoenix is. It's a mythical bird. I'm pretty sure it's, <laughs> yeah. But like, that's more of a, a crow. raven. Fox, yes, yeah. that's a crow. Right. What did Fox do in the? No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like what we need to get. We need to get the fox sound from <laughs> Harry Potter. Yes. There we go. What does the fox say? Oh no, we're not no, going down that rabbit hole. So my mom got <laughs> my mom got the that's kids, why he has this the- dancing thing that plays. What does the fox say? And she's tried to send it home with me. I'm like, no, we established this years ago. Yeah. That anything that makes that much noise stays here. Yeah. <laughs> but she also, at Han- for Hanukkah, she has this, got this dachshund that dances, it's the dancing Hanukkah dachshund. And, mm-hmm. and, and it sings a song. <laughs> and again, I'm, she's, do you want to take it? No. Is that I a dog, do not. a dachshund? Yes. yes. It's a wiener dog. What does that have to do with the story of Hanukkah? It doesn't. Just what like, does a piñata have to do with the Hanukkah? We have a piñata at the Hanukkah party every year. Santa Claus does that have much to do with Christmas. So. All right, fair. <laughs> <laughs> what do flying reindeer have to do with Jesus? <laughs> Not a lot. Since Christmas was appropriated from the pagan Yule. Yep. Because oh, oh. we're gonna go down another. Let's oh, just, it's not even when Jesus anyway, was born. We so, are right, only right. five minutes in, and I've had to redirect three times, people, three yeah. times. All right, Brandon is here. Sir, start counting. Brandon is a is a trainer and nutrition. He has an online class. He's building an app. He's got a lot of shit. Oh, you on. fancy? He fancy. Is fancy. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's my and trainer. Say, he's building this. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is, what I wish, this is really what I wish we streamed on YouTube. I wish it was, um, for those of y'all, because y'all can't see it, Joe just did the weak <laughs> flexing. It, I can't even call that flexing. You just put your arms up in it said was, position. Yeah. I did the Arnold, but not. Yeah, it, was the, it was posing, the not flexing. <laughs> Without the actual <laughs> contraction. Nope. So, Brandon, uh, tell no. us about all the things that you, all the stuff that you do and uh, how you got into it and all that good stuff. Yeah, so I'll go back. I used to be a middle and high school band director, which is a lot different. And back then I was 244 pounds and pre-diabetic and not real comfortable with my life. I lost 84 pounds. I've kept that off for over 10 years. And through that process, just fell in love with health and fitness and the difference it made. And I left the incredible salary of a teacher to go into personal training and nutrition coaching full-time about 10 years ago. I've been doing it since. Worked at Lifetime Fitness for five years. I ran the uh, nutrition program there. What was really cool is I got to do the blood work program. So we can see under a microscope what habits we're actually making changes. So that was Why really has fun. no one ever introduced that before? Now, functional doctors do something similar. Mm -hmm. And uh, I do work with functional doctors if any of my clients are really stuck and need blood work done. Um, and that way we can make sure the recommendations we're making actually are going to make a difference. But I learned quite a bit from that work with over 3,000 people. And What's the blood look like? It's like a Good teeth. blood versus and bad blood. I just see the numbers. I don't actually see. Good uh, blood, yeah. blood versus bad blood. No, because Valerie, she does that too. And literally the blood changes shape and color. So when I say I see the blood, I saw the numbers, like thyroid, cholesterol, oh. all that kind of stuff. So, oh, so. I was like, I want to see the blood. <laughs> now, now I did do finger pricks for a basic, like triglycerides and stuff like that. I did do that for a while. Then they got rid of that program. But yeah, some people pass out. It's fun. Yeah, that's me. Um, yeah. I'm that people. But so I've got a lot of experience and knowledge with that. And I think my approach is different because I focus on sustainability. Uh, I want something you can do forever that includes bacon and the occasional cupcake. Or um, a maple bacon donut that Brandon will bring you from Duck Donuts across the street. This happened. They have this did the happen. Best. Yeah. They were recording a promo for his online course, and I had to do with donuts. And he walked out and came back. He was like, "What kind of donut you want?" And I was like, "Maple bacon." That's good. Theirs is the best there. Right. Trainer yeah. of the year. The trainer yes. of the year. Literally yes. came back and like we were standing around eating donuts. As you should. <laughs> it was fantastic. Because it's not about no. withholding. And did yes. you know that you can get, they have at Duck Donuts, you can walk away with a half dozen donuts that all involve chocolate and make it maple and bacon in different combinations and variations. I did Just not. Saying, yes. It's, it's kind of like if you <laughs> go to Froyo and you can do your, except they do it for you, but you can put whatever the hell yeah. you want. Yeah. On. So there's like the, you can get maple bacon with chocolate drizzle, chocolate bacon with maple drizzle. And then all we of them should have duck donuts on right there. And we, we should. should. <laughs> we should we go should. ask them. And, and then you can get them, paired, <laughs> yeah, get, get get them paired with your coffee podcast. And yeah. then we got some. Yeah. 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 They don't share coffee, though. That's why I got the nice coffee pot for the kitchen area. Oh, they don't? <laughs> no, they don't. Jerks. That's yeah, a no, missed opportunity. But we would love to have you on. We would love to have you on the show. And then we could all share coffee. I'm just saying. That was the donuts were being brought because we. I needed a scene of Joe about to eat a donut and me tackling him yeah. for a promo to promote the nutrition course. He was picking fun at like trainers that yell at you for eating donuts. Yes. Just slap stuff out of your and hand, so Yeah. I always give Brandon plugs by saying, he's brought me donuts. Yeah. I like it. I'm yeah. The trainer yeah. that brings you donuts. Mm, yeah. Not a regular thing, but occasionally. Obviously. Right. Yeah. 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 So we've got the nutrition course. It's got meal plans. It's got several hours of education. And then that was added to the app, which also has, and that the app is done. People are accessing it. It's just not in the app stores yet. I have to send them a link. We were working on the submission process. I just got off a call this morning. So hopefully soon. And he wrote a strength training portion of it. That's six weeks in the app. And we did the 12 week version of it. 
Yep. And it was tough. It was brutal. Like, yeah, Joe would come in here and mean I would. I felt like I'd come in walking like a cowboy. You were like, coming and walking like <laughs> a cowboy. So my spurs are broken or something. <laughs> yeah, what happened? That worked out. So I rode a horse for twelve hours. Yeah, that's yeah. basically like he would come in and be like, "I can't move." But he did a bodyweight version of it too, which it's pretty cool the way the app works because, like, when the program starts, it's one of those apps where you just press play and then it tells you what to do for sixty seconds mm-hmm. and it tells you what to do. So it makes it pretty. Well, you built the app, right? No, nope. we looked at the app companies together. No, he, I was he involved. Built, he you built the involved. New, he built the nutrition course, okay. and then got me started. And then I built the app using the platform. Okay, which I'd rather jab forty knives into my eyeball than do that again. All right, but, but it's done. I did that for you, people. I did it for you. And uh, but there's never have to be done again. Yeah, yeah there's a uh, there's a six week strength based program with equipment, and there's another six week program that's just body weight. So if you don't have a single piece of equipment, you can do that entire program and its period. And then it's got an ab program that doesn't require any program too. If you just want, I want abs like Terry. Coons. I want to get rid of this. Nothing I do gets rid of it. Ever. We had babies. Have you tried donuts? <laughs> ever. The donut I know. Like That's what I, I told Scott. I'm like, if you ever, if your company like gets to the point you're doing the exit strategy and you're selling it, you're being acquired for a lot of money. I'm totally getting a tummy tuck. Yeah. <laughs> because nothing I do, I have the C-section shelf. I've always had a pooch. And that is one thing that I'm like, it's never going to go away. You're never going to see abs because there's always going to be this like hanging right. skin. Yeah. That well, has to be surgically removed. You know, it's funny. I, when I lost the 84 pounds, I, I do have some skin. Got down to 8.4% body fat. And at the very bottom, there was still that skin. And what are the trends that you're seeing? For as far as losing weight and things like that? Or, or just trends, like to, I'm yeah. meaning in general, like trends of what people are experiencing, trends and shifts that you're seeing, what you're hearing from people, of what they're wanting in their, in their health and stuff. Mm-hmm. I had somebody hire me and say, can you help me get rid of my FUPA? And then I had to Google what a FUPA was. <laughs> now you will <laughs> never forget. And I will never forget. Uh, yes. My demographic- the FUPA challenge. Google it. Tell us what you think of me. My, my niche demographic, whatever you want to call it, is mostly middle-aged people looking for a sustainable approach. I, most of the people I work with, they want more mobility. They want to stop feeling sluggish and tired all the time. and They want to see some weight loss that's sustainable. The trends I'm seeing, everybody's going to keto. That's pretty big. And there's pros and cons to it. I'm not against keto. We had Vinny Tortorich on the celebrity mm. trainer, and he's a big proponent of that sort of lifestyle. It's my understanding that you can't maintain that for the long run because then it does start to affect you in a negative well, way. Is that yeah, true? Yeah, your kidneys and your Correct. liver. Correct. That's what I heard. It can. I think everybody's a little different, and it helps to have blood work done to make sure you're not doing something damaging. I think it's a great short-term boost if somebody needs to lose a significant amount mm-hmm. quick for medical yeah. reasons. It's like going on Whole30 for... for and doing like the true following the whole 30 as a boost, but I don't know that would be fully sustainable for the long term. I don't know. Like that's that re- level of restriction. Yeah. I don't fan. think is helpful for anybody. And that's one of the things that I think that, that has really in, in my time knowing Brandon and talking to him about these things is what sets him apart is that his whole thing is about let's fit this into your life, not make your life fit into this program. Otherwise it lasts a couple months and then everything right. comes back. Yeah. Yep. And usually so, it comes back. With a vengeance. Yeah. Right. A vengeance. It's like the, it the boomerang. Friends. Yeah. What is this macro It's not business. just one donut. It's a dozen. So <laughs> macros. So macros are, you have three basic ones. There's a fourth alcohol, but yep. protein, fat, and carbohydrate. And each of them have a different calorie count. So protein and carbs both have four calories per gram. And then fat is nine calories per gram. Mm-hmm. Um, but different body types prefer to use macros in different ways. Some people do better on higher protein. Some people do better on low carb. How does one know? 
you experiment yeah. basically. Uh, I did. I was actually pretty successful when I counted macros. That was yeah. a really work, and it helped because I figured out how to adjust based on what I was craving in the in like I would follow the I would break, do the macro breakdown, and then I realized that like my body needs more fat. Like I had been too fat restrictive, and so I decreased yeah. the carbs and increased the fat. And balance once I balanced that out, I was like, oh. That's, That's everybody because we were yeah. all programmed that fat was the devil. I mean, it was, I mean, it was like starting yeah. on the basic, this well, is your weight, high, these are your weight loss goals, this is your health and nutrition lifestyle goals. Yeah. This yep. is what I'm willing to give up. This is what I'm never willing, like you will never take mayonnaise away from me. Ever. Well, and I need you to talk to me <laughs> like I'm a kindergartner because yeah. I am. In this. And I can't eat yeah. avocado. So what do you mean experiment? Like how does one even right. start? So there's different ways to choose. There's the most common is to try and determine whether your body shape which is endomorph, ectomorph, or mesomorph. There's charts and you can look, am I tall and lanky or am I short and squatty or am I in between? And it has more to do with bone structure. It's a guess. All of it's just a guess. So that's where most people would start. Am I endomorph, ectomorph, or mesomorph? And so you can look at the images online and determine what is most like your body. And there's specific splits like 40, 30, 30 is the most common, uh, which would be 40% carbs, 30% protein, 30% fat. And with all these numbers and macros, I don't coach macros. Oh. Sometimes if a client really wants to, I'll take them through that process. It's too much work. Who I can do that? The, Who could be weighing food and reading it's, labels? It's, and, that's why it's not sustainable. Right. So like you can learn, but what if you can learn it? So I know. But that doesn't help me for shit. All those mofos look the same to me. So you can get, <laughs> but you can put it in they a do. I just Googled what he said and that shit looks exactly the same. So you can put, so this is where. Put you in the middle. I use the paid version of Meso, my fitness pal. The meso, is that what yep. you're saying? Yeah, and there's specific splits yeah. for each kind. And again, it's all a guess. Counting calories is a guess because yep. not everybody burns them the same way. And I mean, not everybody needs the same yeah. volume based it's on your activity. It's all a guess. Yeah, I used, I put in, I got the paid version of my fitness pal so that I could just count and clock the macros and it was really yeah. easy that way. But I learned like, that's where I learned like how many shrimp I could have versus how many eggs or how many. So, so. I'm going to be honest, I'm going to keep it real because that's what we do here. I'm I mean, super resistant to all of this. So and I'll I. explain the backstory. Yeah. So when, Again, uh, before we were getting married, I was working with a trainer, got diagnosed with hypothyroid. Like I was doing on, I was like, why is nothing like I don't understand. And so then the nutritionist calculate your food, measure everything. And so I did my fitness pal mm -hmm. for a year. And I tracked everything and I could still never get past a certain point and I still never got rid of the midsection. And, but it got so close to being obsessive into an eating disorder that I was like, I will never yeah. get to that point that, again. That's yep. precisely why I don't coach macros. Okay. Um, yeah. But I think it could be a valuable tool to do for a couple of weeks just to get a better understanding of portion sizes. I did it for three months like that. and that um, was where it was helpful for yeah. me. And now I'm very knowledgeable and aware of when I'm eating all the crap that I shouldn't. Yeah. What I coach is... An <laughs> don't make me feel good. What I coach is an understanding of how different types of foods interact with hormones. Oh, um, say more. No yes. one's ever talked about that either. Yeah. So, for instance, wheat, grain, and corn have a lectin protein that tends to create more fat stores in the body and in the liver and tends to cause more blood sugar issues. <laughs> so, I have people try and, and monitor by, by either removing for a period of time or lessening certain things to see how it interacts with their body. So, wheat, grain, corn, soy, dairy, alcohol, and sugar are the main things that 
are problematic. I don't think it's realistic to say never have those unless you have an outright allergy. But I know a reduction of those for all the 3,000 people I've worked with has created a positive difference. So wheat grain and corn particularly, I think they're probably the most problematic. Soy is going to create more issues with thyroid, estrogen, and progesterone. Dairy is going to be more inflammatory, leaky gut, potentially a link with A1 casein and type 2 diabetes. So A2 varieties of dairy are okay, like goat's milk, sheep's milk, manchego, those types of stuff. And then alcohol is obvious, not great for your liver. And then some of the fake sugars are sometimes worse than cane sugar, like sucralose, aspartame leads to seizures, on and on. So we go through those, we try and minimize those. And then I have allowances for that throughout. If if the state fairs come into town, I'm having a funnel funnel cake and I don't give a shit what's in it. Yes. You um, can get a funnel cake at the tap station in Apex. Just I know. I'm very oh, wow. excited. And we went there yesterday. Yeah. Their bourbon selection is insane. Their beer selection is insane. Their food is delicious. Was that the gas station? That got yep. Yes. Yep. What? Yeah. So good. What's it called? The tap station. Oh, they rebuilt like a gas it's station a, to burgers and bourbon. The Holton Sons. The Holton Sons. Is it the one with the car like sticking yes. out of the wall? Yeah. 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 Driven by that. It's owned by the same people that own Scratch and Mason Jar. Oh, and then yeah. that's going to be good. It right? is amazing. Yeah. yeah. It is amazing. Yeah. It's anyway. And, and we're back. Yeah. Sorry. And people who own Scratch and Mason Jar Four. and Tap Station, if you would like to sponsor the girls who do stuff, we will I'll take to work food as yes. part in trade for sponsorship. I, I just <laughs> come and eat at the restaurant. We still need to pay for the show. I love their food. <laughs> Love mason jar, love script. I love it all. Anyway, so what I've done, I consult with Brandon. So I can say like one of the things that was eye-opening for me, which I didn't think about because I was thinking gluten-free. So I was still eating oats that were like steel cut oats or gluten-free oats. And he, based on like my evaluation, whatever, he recommended that I cut out oats. Life-changing. I don't know what oats is in. I would eat Cheerios. I would eat cereals. I would eat like, I love oatmeal. I love oatmeal. And it's been very, that's been a sad thing for me. And I don't care if y'all think I'm stupid. I don't give a shit anymore. I don't know. <laughs> but there's like fantastic. oat bread. What the That's hell thing. is wheat in? I don't fucking know. Pretty like, much everything. Everything. Is, yeah. If you tell me get Corn rid of dairy and you tell me I'm not allowed to eat cheese, we have to break up and we can't be friends anymore. <laughs> well, you can never <laughs> have I can't eat ice cream. Well, no, sorry. Can't well, but friends. remember, we went to Fresh and I, I still don't, I only eat ice cream if I'm at home yeah. because so, it makes me sick. So again, I never said never. And then there's better alternatives. So when we do ice cream, we do the coconut based. So it's so delicious. They have a mm. Madagascar vanilla bean one that's pretty good. And they make it with almond milk. They make it with cashew milk. Uh, there's a salted caramel one that's a cashew-based one that's awesome. And occasionally, I just go to uh, um, Killwinds and I get a pistachio milkshake with malt, which is my entire mm. no-go list, all yep. in one shake. And that's fine. With whipped cream and a cherry. So I got the corn syrup. I got yep. all the mm-hmm. shit. But it's pretty rare. I right? do the same thing at Fresh across yeah. the street. And for dairy, you could do buffalo mozzarella. It's the same as mozzarella. I'm like, just give me my goat and give me my buffalo mozza and I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. some blue so cheese no occasionally. No goat. Well, occasionally, but yeah. there's nothing healthy about Sheep's it. Sheep's milk it's cheese good, I can though. do. It's I love like occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. That gorgonzola sauce at a melting pot, I can drink it. Yeah. <laughs> you can just like, swim could, in a vat of gorgonzola yes. sauce. Yes. I, I could. Yes. Oh, my God. So why do you think people are so fascinated with trend diets? Your whole thing is sustainable. This is the way you should eat for the rest of your life but everybody seems to be fascinated it's on the cover of every magazine and whatever diet comes up like, yeah. oh we should only eat meat and cheese oh we should only eat maple syrup and erasers well, for pencils because like, it sounds like a shortcut yeah and everybody wants a shortcut to looking the way they want to look yes because yeah. everything boils back down to sex appeal joe it's not just sex appeal though it's also the energy that it yeah. takes yes. to like when we're when you have to think of how do you affect real change 
It takes time. It takes energy. It takes patience. You know, what we're doing, we may set out on something three years ago that now is just coming to fruition. And it well, it and takes it's about the science of motivation and too. And like, yeah. And so it's totally the yeah, science of motivation. Contemplation, yep. action, evaluation. Like we can go through the whole motivational interviewing kind of model. That's where that's where it comes from. Anytime whether you're looking to start something new or end something that's unhealthy for you. So yep. then how do you how do you find, Brandon, that people fall off these trend diets? Because they're obviously motivated to start, but it doesn't last. Like because they don't get the ROI that they want. And so right. the motivation goes. But so here's the thing. So like somebody like me, like I am I've had body image issues my entire life and I am aware that I know I feel better I look in the mirror and I feel like I look better and like all of the benefits of working out regularly and eating in a way that that makes my body feel good but if you hand me a bag of wavy lays and bacon horseradish dip hell of a good like I'm just gonna eat it because that makes me feel good it's that emotion it's that immediate gratification because there's something else lacking that I'm using that food to yeah. fill that. Yeah. And I'm aware, I'm very well aware of it. And like at some point, the scales will tip and I'll be like, all right, I'm ready to make this yeah. leap. Now to go back to the Joe's question, why do people stop? I think it's part of maybe not getting the return they wanted because it wasn't right for them. But more so, I think it's just culturally and mm. socially, it's very difficult to eat specific ways like that. Imagine you're a Hispanic family and then I tell you, you can't have corn. That's not going to happen. Now there are replacements that are better, but then I think when you have family get togethers and things like that, you should be able to eat the bad thing this time, as long as it's not your normal. But just finding something more sustainable in the middle, that's not so ex- exclusive. How do you, because I imagine that body image comes up a lot in your work. So how, tell us how you handle that. If somebody has a poor self body image or, or what do you mean? They're coming to you for a reason. Oh yeah. Every, yeah. <laughs> everybody yeah. that's coming to you right. is for that. That is coming in, whether they say it out loud or not. Right. As their hormones change and their energy changes, sometimes that happens before they see any significant change on their body. Yeah, let's talk about that for a bit because yeah. I feel like that's a big loop people get in. Like I work out really hard for two months and nothing changed. Scale's the same. Yeah. So some of it is- <laughs> Take your measurements, um, people. Take your measurements. Yeah. Because as you start strength training, you should be adding muscle, which weighs more than fat. And the first six weeks, you're going to put on a lot more weight and muscle than you're losing in fat or sometimes they even out. So the scale says you did nothing. Right. So I think people uh, fixate on the scale and I think it's a terrible measurement of success. When I step on the scale, either at like when I have to go to the doctor's office or whatever, I either face the opposite direction. And I've done this for a very long time, at least 15 to 20 years, or I close my eyes or I tell them and they're like, do you want to know? And I'm like, no, because that number is not good for my (laughs) mental health. Like knowing the number on the scale has never been like, it, it is not a positive thing for me. Yeah. And it's a, I think it's a, it's a fallacy just to use that as the, as the way that we decide. BMI. So then what like, are your metrics we, are, of I, success I, then though? Yeah. I, I wasn't, I had a, sorry, I had a question. Sorry, I had a, a statement that when you're telling a 20 something girl that they, that be based on their height and weight, that they are obese and that they should really consider a different workout program. Like you are doing way more damage. Occupational sure. health nurse who told me that in my first sure. like real job out of college. Screw that lady. Yeah, for and sure. that's the, I had to learn, but that stuck hearing those words because we are given the messages that obesity is bad and all of these things. So, yeah. so the other metrics are eventually there is weight loss and they do start to feel better. They get stronger. They have more energy. They don't have 
quite the drag at the end of the day. They get more done. They feel more productive. They feel happier. There's serotonin release in the brain when you exercise, and that makes you feel better. Endorphins, dopamine, all those things. Mm -hmm. But eventually it does get to weight loss. But sometimes there's this whole cascade of hormones that have to fix first, and people people usually give up before that process is finished. All they're caring about is the weight. What are the cascade of hormones? So when they go into the doctor and they're like, test these hormones. So typically if it's like PCOS related, insulin is one of the biggest ones and testosterone and they are, they work together. So if your insulin's off, your testosterone's off. Balancing those out are also going to impact progesterone and estrogen as well. And then with sleep, it could be cortisol related. Cortisol is going to affect insulin, which is going to affect testosterone, which is going to affect progesterone. So, so part of it is also getting and worse. cortisol is the stress hormone. So right. if you're, yeah. So part of my job as a detective to figure out where's the weakest link. It's all connected. Every single hormone is going to affect the other. But maybe what we figure out is their weakest area is they're not getting to bed before 2 a.m. and that's screwing everything up. So mm-hmm. maybe we'll focus on stress and sleep health. Or maybe all that's fine. Maybe it's more of a workout intensity thing and they have HPA access dysfunction to where they're just taxing their adrenals doing high intensity constantly. And that's not right for their body. And So you have to figure out where the weakest link is, but they're all connected. Uh, every single one of them is circadian rhythm wise. Mm-hmm. So how do you move someone through like somebody, let's say, take me, for example, that knows it has the logical and rational awareness that like this would benefit my life and this is a, a good thing to do. And I should be, I, I hate to qualify things and say shoulds and whatever, mm-hmm. but it would benefit my life if I strength training, it's going to help my memory. It's going to help me in the long term. There's studies show that when you do strength training, it, it can help prevent dementia and things like that. And so how do you w- walk through somebody like me? versus somebody who is already past that stage of awareness and has already made the commitment to action to change, right? So like I'm I'm in the awareness, I know what I should be doing that would make my life better and I don't do it anyway. So how do you walk somebody through that process? Yeah, so we keep changing what the goal is until it's a micro step they can accomplish. Because if I said, hey, Jenny, I know you know what to do. You don't exercise currently. I want you to exercise five days a week. You might make it one week, if at all, or you'll do two days and then quit. It's an unreasonable goal. So it's finding baby steps to get them there, building scaffolding, just like teaching a kid or anybody else. You wouldn't say, here, I need you to build the Eiffel Tower. First, you'd have to teach them basic math. And then on that, they can build, here's how to, here's physics of how stuff is cemented together, structurally sound, and then all, all the way up to an engineer. But with losing weight or getting into an exercise program first, why don't you move? Oh, I'm sore all the time. Maybe we start with, let's do some mobility, flexibility, stretching, and corrective exercises so exercise doesn't hurt you. And then once they could move better, then maybe we start implementing strength training. Um, now, I'm not going to put them through a CrossFit workout and stick them under a barbell. We're going to do some bodyweight exercises. We're going to do bridges to strengthen their glutes and mm. what's weak, give them a strong core so that they can sustain more and more. It's, I started with a 14-year-old and he had scoliosis. Everything hurt him. He couldn't do hardly anything. And within two years time, I don't have enough weight at my gym to challenge. Mm. He's doing 415-pound deadlifts. Um, and stuff like that in just that two years time. But we started with, all right, let's just work on mobility. Let's work on your core. Let's work on lower weight and consistency. He went from twice a week to doing more on his own. Now he lives five days a week. He Mm -hmm. does rock climbing and he's a incredible athlete. Um, We also looked at his nutrition and where the gaps were there. But everybody's a little bit different. I give them baby goals based on where they are slowly build that until we find something that matches their goals and their lifestyle and what they're willing to do to get there. 
do you find that some when somebody says, "Hey, I want to work out," and do you ever ask them like why? And then are there some answers that are like, "Oh yeah, that's not the real why." Oh yeah, I like Paul Riddick's "Ask Why Seven Times" method. So, for instance, maybe somebody says, "I want to lose weight," and their first why might be, "So I feel better about myself." But if we were to dig down, why is that important? Because if I feel better about myself, I have more confidence. Why is that important? Because if I have more confidence, I could perform better at work, which means I could provide for my family better. Why is that important? Because I want to give my family, my kids, a better situation than I had. Why is that important? Because I want to leave a legacy. So they want to lose weight, maybe mm-hmm. ultimately, because they want to leave a legacy for their family and to be that good influence. So digging down a little bit deeper is a much stronger motivator than just, I want to wait. Yeah. I think for me, it was never enough to look better. Um, But when I finally figured out, like I had family members die young and everything, I was like, this is a longevity thing for me, which like, if you keep asking is basically, I want to be around to see my kids grow up. I don't want to go out when I'm like 50, like every other dude in my family. And so when I figured out, oh, that's why I'm working out, it makes it a lot easier to stick with it. Especially on leg day, because fuck leg day. (laughs) I just did the Bulgarian split squats. Yeah, Yeah, we did those yesterday. Fucking the devil. Awesome. Uh The Bulgarians. That must be, I think they made that up as torture, and they're like, Americans just do this stuff, guys. It's so, uh, it's the devil. It's the devil. If you two listeners want to experience the Bulgarian split squat, I have a tutorial (laughs) on the app. Oh. This episode is brought to you by Tidewater Sandals. Go to tidewatersandals.com. You can check out all of their awesome inventory. So they have flip-flops, they have wedges, they have some other things. But my favorite, of course, are the flip-flops. And they are local here to North Carolina. We are really happy to be supported by another local company. Because you know our our love of supporting local and small business. And they are women-owned. I know. So it's it's really in alignment with what... Uh, the girls who do stuff is set out to do, which is to have an impact in our communities and wear flip flops and wear flip flops because that <laughs> it's is really, that's the whole point of this show. <laughs> it always has been from the onset, make a difference wearing flip flops, wear flip flops, mm-hmm. go to tidewatersandals.com to learn more. And their flip flops are so super comfy because they're made out of the same material as yoga mats. And they are so cute. They have all kinds of different designs like coastal themes, sea creatures, dogs, cocktails, and more. Apparently, the customer favorite is the rosé all day. We would love for you to use our discount code, girls who do stuff. And they give year-round discounts to teachers. So how awesome is that? We would love to have you go visit their website at TidewaterSandals.com and enter promo code GIRLSWHODOSTUFF to receive your own discount. The Girls Who Do Stuff discount is good for 20% off. Where will your Tidewaters take you? But I love what you literally, so you were just going through it and I was asking myself those questions. My husband, and, I was, and I was like, my answer is you can take this out if you want to. So my answer was, because <laughs> I, I want to look good naked. Because when you have That's like everybody's I, first answer. No, no, no. But I have right. spanks on she, right now, yeah. and when right. I look in the mirror, I'm like, okay, yeah, I feel pretty good. I'm like, okay, pretty. Like she but then sit down. You take the spanks off, and it's wah wah right. wah. <laughs> I yeah, I wear it, and that's the thing. I my thing is eventually. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to have to wear shapewear. That's my. And I, I remember your first branding naked. session. Like I, she walked in. She's like, I'm wearing three spa- three pairs of spanks, and I was like, can you? You're gonna have to sit down. Is that? Yeah. Are you gonna be able to sit? And for I this. Did. Well, not with like the, not with the dress. You weren't. 
The dresses you weren't <laughs> yeah. like that was a challenge. Like yeah. it was. And so, but when I we don't want to right, just join you, a yeah. nudist colony. But look, when you go down, because then it was like, why do I want to look good naked? So that then I feel more confident naked. Why want to feel more confident? So that sex will be better. So that during sex, I'm not going. Is this? How is this? Is gravity doing this? Is it? So I can just care. fucking be. In so you it. can just be fucking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I can just be enjoying it rather than in my head. I can mm. just be in my body. Yeah, right. Guys don't care. What a great public service announcement. If but, we could help women understand that. Like right. We could literally care I less I was about, to about say. any of that stuff. But that's could been. care less. And that's going through our brain. He's like, sex is happening. Sex is happening. We did it. We did it, guys. Yeah. It's happening. Well, and I think <laughs> we did it. <laughs> we get a gold medal for today. But that's the, but that's the reality, right? Like we think about these things because we women have internalized these messages and some men too you know how our bodies look and we are concerned about that that's why we may not turn the lights on during sex that may be why we don't do we might not want to be in certain positions or whatever but I feel like there has to be a come to Jesus moment with yourself where you're like my partner loves me and I may be speaking from our experience my partner loves me continues to tell me that I'm sexy continues to tell me that I'm and so even if I'm not believing it necessarily like out loud when I look in the mirror, I'm going to try for them. And I'm going to just put that aside. I'm going to compartmentalize just for this moment so that I can try and be in the moment and not worry about that. And I think that's a skill that we forget that we can hone, like we can build that muscle up of which I think is but also. I don't part want of to have reason. to concentrate anymore during sex. No, why, <laughs> and that takes concentration. Compartmentalizing takes mental no. concentration. Be present, Sarah. Be present in the moment. Don't worry about what you look like. It's a. It's fucking but exhausting. But you practice in other areas so that it's just it flows freely in the sex part. Like you just practice otherwise. And but I think that's and that's a part of where I've lost some of that like action motivation because I'm like, he still thinks I'm sexy. Like he, you know. I, I'll be changing my clothes and he'll catch a glimpse and go, hooray. <laughs> he turns into yeah. he's like, like a middle, mid, what's it? The middle ages guys. Like, Huzzah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is, he's like, <laughs> he's making wife, my favorite wife. And I'm like, all right, like that makes me feel good. Right? Yeah, so of course. And having a daughter really, having kids, first of all, and then having a daughter really kind of opened my eyes because we've talked about this before. Samantha will come and give me a hug and low raspberries in my belly and go, mommy, you're so squishy. And I have to just smile <laughs> and say, thank you. Oh, because yeah. that's just, it's I hilarious. don't want her to internalize. Yeah. I know. And she thinks it's mommy, you're, you have a big butt, but it's not as big as daddy's. I'm like, okay, but daddy has the biggest butt. Yay. I didn't win that, that one. That's a win. <laughs> but like those types of things where we take for granted that our shit is going to become somebody else's shit if mm -hmm. we don't, if we're not careful about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I that's say awesome. that longevity thing is super important. And it is. I really think that's the motivator, but I'm not, I would love to look better. Yeah. And let's just all be honest. Like, nobody's <laughs> going to be like, yeah, I hate, sure do hate confidence. I, know. <laughs> I sure do hate a fit body right. and that's tight abs. <laughs> I sure hate, I sure love trying on 50 pairs of jeans to get to the one that fits just right. Like, I would rather be able to go to a store and just well, not and have like, to worry about if I have shaper or not. Real. Th so these things are just popping in my head. So, real talk. Friends of ours, close friends, I love them. They're like, oh, let's go to the beach. And at first I was like, oh yeah, it's totally a couple's beach trip. And then I, by myself, I was like, fucking shit. I'm gonna have to be next to her in a goddamn swimsuit. <laughs> and she is like fit, beautiful, mm -hmm. most perfect abs right. and stomach. And I was like, oh, 
fuck. And now I'm like, <laughs> now that's having, all, now you're consumed by that. It's, now yeah. I'm like, when I'm there, I'm going to have to get my mindset straight and be like, it is okay, Sarah. But now I'm like, now I'm not even going to be able to fully enjoy the beach show with my friends because I'm going to be in a swimsuit next to her. To have, like, I think we need to have <laughs> some serious conversations about this in your mindset because like, I have issues okay and then like I said I mean I started out by saying I've had body image issues my entire life but this is something where again I think that and my word for 2022 is acceptance which has been a reminder of all of the things that I've already accepted right. of the thing like where I've been okay with what I, because that's been me I've always been the bigger girl I've always been the heavy I was always taller I know you're surprised by this I was like the tallest kid in the class and then I hit pu- I know I hit puberty I don't and I you. stopped growing. I was the tallest kid until sixth grade. Liar. I am not a liar. You can ask my mom. Tell Sarah. That's me, mom. I was in, <laughs> like, the, mom. <laughs> I was in like the 98th percentile. Mommy. <laughs> Phyllis, you're listening. Tell Sarah. I was in like the 98th percentile for height because I was a big baby. My biological father is six, seven. I know. And, but I, and then I stopped growing. And, but I was always the bigger kid. Always. And then I became the wider, bigger kid <laughs> versus the taller, bigger kid. And so that's something that I've just, I've wrestled with forever. And I don't even really, it comes into my mind. And then I'm like, well, I could do it. But there's the accountability pieces. I go, I could do something about it, but I don't. Mm -hmm. So I'm just not going to, I'm not going to knock myself over it. Here's the thing that I find personally frustrated about working out and stuff. Brandon has trained me now. You have to keep doing it. That's what I find frustrating. Three years ish, (laughs) maybe more than that. Yep. And I don't think I really saw results in my body until a year and a half. Yeah. We started with just twice a week. Yeah. And that which was is probably it. not enough. And, and I like wasn't really changing my diet or anything. But yeah. once I started seeing results, it's weird because I still know like I'm not Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> I'm pretty close. But though. I'm not what I used to be. So like, like my, But are you at least my, Liam? My confidence in the mirror is like, <laughs> I catch myself in the mirror and I'm like, yeah, you working out. Yes. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> But again, I don't have a six pack, but I told Brandon the other day, I'm going to get a six pack. You have it's a two pack. Happen. You're going to buy it at the store. <laughs> no. You have a growler. But yes. what I, told him yes. is, I told him like at this rate, like what's realistic is I can be there in two years. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's the thing that people don't like about yep. working out. Like, yep. They want it now. Yep. If I got a six pack the other way and I was like, I'm just going to diet like an idiot or whatever, I could have the six pack for a week and then I would go back to living regular and I would get all the weight back plus a little bit of like penalty it seems like you get a penalty it's a rubber yep. band for catching yeah, yeah. for it's catching a, a, a for trying diet. yes yeah. for trying the easy quick way yeah, yeah. it's like hey it's packed right. and it brought friends the referee's yes. like ha 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 yes. penalty box for you yeah. but when we were working out super hard and watching what we were eating and everything we were losing like a pound a week which is about what you should be losing if you because we what watch shows like pounds? biggest loser and all this nonsense like that crap will stay off like you you won't like. But they're pick starting it, back up it when meal. you're starting at 600 pounds, <laughs> correct? And you restrict correct. that much. Yeah. If yes. you go, if you're eating 6,000 calories a day and you restrict it down to 1,800, the it's literally going to melt off of you. Yeah, and yeah, that's I mean, the like, difference between men and women too, because of the difference in in hormones, the way that the body like. Mm-hmm it will melt off of the men and you're like, fuck you. You just stopped drinking soda. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and I've been working out for six months and saw zero results. Mm-hmm. And you stopped drinking soda and cut out white grains and lost 30 pounds. Your mother. But, I, but then yeah, it does we happen. drink a soda and it's, hey, we're back. <laughs> One soda. <laughs> One soda. Bam. Damn it. The slippery slope. Brandon, tell us all the places where our people can find you. So they can find me on Instagram, Fire Within Nutrition and Fitness. They can find me on Facebook, Fire Within Nutrition and Fitness. They can find me at firewithinnf.com. That's my website. Uh, I can give them information if they're interested in the app. That'll soon be in the App Store in both Apple and Google. Maybe by the time this airs. I'm not sure when this airs. 
Yeah, probably. Um, this will be within a month. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So just the Fire Within app. Look for my flame logo in the health and fitness and section. And we'll put all this on our socials. And uh, We have a podcast, too. The Fire uh, Within mm-hmm. Nutrition and Fitness Podcast. And I would say if you want to check something out, he's made a recipe section on his website with a bunch of healthy things to make. And I've cooked basically all of them at this point. It's really good. Yeah. And uh, it's not like crap food. It's like buffalo chicken, but it's made with different stuff. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 the family eats it. There's a paleo pancake. There's a sourdough French toast. Yeah. I would also recommend signing up for Brandon's email list because all of those recipes and all those things go out in the email list. And it's actually, it's not a newsletter, right? Like it's actual valuable. Yeah. So here's a really cool podcast. Here's a video of something helpful with nutrition. And I have the benefit of being in the next office when they're here, when they're making it. So I'm like, Ooh, what's the recipe this week? Daddy, what are you doing? So thank you so much. I'd be very interested to, to I'm going to be interested to hear feedback on this episode and maybe we'll have Brandon back again to yeah. talk about how to, I can stop wearing shapewear. Sure. <laughs> just stop wearing it because nobody cares. But I care. He goes, sure, just stop wearing just it. Just stop wearing it. All right. So, That's yeah. how. Throw well, it in the trash. Note, this has been the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras. And, and you, you do, do you, boo. boo. Connect with us at girlswhodostuff.com. Subscribe to our email list for fun announcements and leave us a review. It helps other people find our stuff. We would be so grateful to you for taking those actions so we can get this out into the world and change more lives. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras. And and you you do do you, boo. We love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing to this podcast and follow us on social media. 